like have to prove myself everywhere, <laughs> you know. I have to prove myself as an educator. I have to prove myself, even like with the qualities that I wrote down, like of a loving man, like prove myself as a loving man. Also, it's almost like it's, uh, it's ingrained in my brain of like this necessity to keep proving myself all the time. And when I really look deeper in what's behind that necessity, it's just, it's actually just a necessity to feel love, to feel a sense of belonging and acceptance by, by others, you know, that, it feels like it's not, it's not a given. It's something that I need to work for, in a sense, you know. And, and I feel like that it doesn't matter how much I work on that and I reflect about it. I always notice the seeds of it in any spectrum of my life. Taking Off The Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you joined us. Today's guest is Marcelo Petrolini. Marcelo is from Brazil. He's one of the directors of the Latin American Leadership Academy, known as LALA. And we've been knowing each other for several years. I am so excited for you to hear this episode. Um, a lot of love in this episode. Um, a lot of brotherly love, a lot of friendly love, a lot of love in general. But one thing I want you to hear in this episode, you know, uh, our first podcast back two years ago with Breno, Breno was mentored by Marcelo. And so to watch this come full circle, to have had several of young people who have been mentored by Lala and by Marcelo, and to now finally have Marcelo on the show is, uh, is a great honor for me and for, for these conversations. Um, he was one of the first people to make masks with young men in Brazil. And we're so excited of the next organizations and people who are going to be making masks there in Brazil. Uh, one of our interns for the Million Mask Movement is from Brazil. And so there's a lot of movement that is happening that is connecting the dots and the pieces. And um, I still don't speak Portuguese yet, but I'm working on it. I'm, I'm learning. Uh, I know how to say thank you and please. I think I know how to say please. <laughs> But this conversation, two men coming together, two men who've known each other for a little while coming together to have a conversation about our masks. And I am excited. And I hope that you are excited. And I hope that you, uh, depending on where you are in your journey of being able to explore your own mask, that you will make a mask. If you're not yet comfortable sharing it out in public with someone, maybe you just go to the website, millionmask.org, make your mask. And maybe the next time you see somebody who you hear is talking about something they're going through or you feel like they feel like their head is full, you say, you know what, can I invite you to do a, a quick activity? One picture, six words, millionmask.org and send them there. And then maybe if they're interested, ask them if they're willing to talk about it with you. We hope that this will begin to ignite conversations, that this becomes normal, that being a loving man is connected in a way that is beautiful, that is real, that is passionate, that is purposeful. And so with these conversations, we hope that we begin to normalize the fact that men feel, young men, teenagers, boys feel. And yet maybe we've been trained out of us that we are not allowed to feel, that we don't have permission to feel. Keep it to yourself. Somebody's going somebody's to pray on you if you share what you really feel. And 
Um, there's a post today that I, if you check out our Instagram, I posted recently about that same thing, an image of somebody saying, don't talk about your feelings. <laughs> it will be like sharks, like smelling blood, like the fear that we get of what happens when we become vulnerable, when we become more human. But man, I found that it's so much freedom in being able to be more of your full self. So. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope if you have not rated it or liked it or subscribed that you would do that. Share it with somebody else who you know could benefit from these conversations. And um, here's a last thing I'll say because we're local here in Oakland, Bay Area, San Francisco, Bay Area. If you are here, if you're going to be around for Veterans Day weekend, 11-11-22, it's a beautiful date there, 11-11-22, invite you to come to the Million Mask Movement launch celebration. So we'll be having a launch party and we hope you can make it. And if you can't make it, please go to our website on social media, share it with somebody, share it with somebody in the world, maybe share it with somebody who you've been talking this podcast about. Like, I think, I hope the word gets out to the world and that's what we're inviting people to do. So thank you. We'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care, everybody. Well, Marcelo, I want to welcome you to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Shanti. It's such a pleasure to be here. I've been waiting for this moment for a while, so I'm so glad it happened. Man, me too. I think I've had, I think I've had two of your Lala young men on before. You've no three: Breno, Gustavo. Uh, uh, I forgot the other one. Uh, it's coming back to me. Yeah, I think I've had three yeah. of young men on the show. And finally getting you on here. I think that is the case. And I think Breno, if I'm not mistaken, was maybe like the first episode that you've had also. So it's so cool to have those young men come here even before me and now just being here at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Breno was episode number one. Yeah. I, you know, and, I, and it was an accident kind of. Like he was coming to meet the young men in our program and the young men didn't show up. Hmm. And, uh, and I was like what the heck? So we started talking and I was like, I've been thinking about this idea. And then we just, we just prototyped it. And then now it's a hundred and plus episodes later, uh, uh, we're, we're here. Yeah. I'm so glad he kickstarted with him. Also. That was good. It was yeah. good. Well, he talked a lot about you in that. We talked about you in that episode. So yeah. I'm glad you're here. And how about this? How about you t- introduce yourself to yeah. folks, tell them, who you are, what you want them to know about you, and then we'll jump into the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Though I think, uh, I think even like before we we hit record, we were talking a little bit about my heart journey. So I think it's hard for me to talk about me without um, saying of how, how heart centered I am and how much just like spirituality and seeking truth in life is important to me. Um, and I think I'm just someone that is constantly trying to. It's like refine my way of being in the world. And the reason for that is not only because I feel like that's what moves me in the world, but also because of the work that I do with youth all over Latin America and how much um, I feel like I'm constantly being observed by them. And they're kind of like pointing out to me both my qualities and also my flaws. So it kind of like reinforces, you know, my desire to keep refining my being because of them also. So I'm also like an educator, a facilitator, a mentor, and just someone that is devoting my life to youth development. So I think that's just a little bit about who I am and what matters to me today. 
Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And, you know, I think you and I met, and I think just folks know, um, Marcelo and I have known each other for a couple of years, several years now. Uh, you reached out after the Mask You Live In documentary. That's right. And, um, or shortly after, and you were doing work with some young men in Brazil. Yeah. And then we, we, we talked about you making masks with some young men there. This is yeah. before it was called the 100,000 Mask Challenge. It was just me doing workshops, I think, at that time. Yeah. And then you made masks with those young men, you know, pieces of paper, and yeah. um, they watched the documentary together. And then, yeah. and then that's where Breno was in that first room. Breno was that's in that right. first room. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that very vividly, though. And I, I remember that I think the challenge of the masks wasn't, um, happening at the time. Um, and I remember that, like, I felt when I reached out to you and then you, we talked, I felt so much generosity in you because at the time, like I knew about the workshops that you're running and I'm starting to organize mine. And, um, I remember that I just wanted to know more as kind of like someone that could guide me into how to create this uh, workshop for young men here in Brazil. And you're just like, Marcel, I'll give you everything. Like, I'll send you the workshop, everything that you need. Because you, you said, I remember you saying that, like, this this work is so important to me. And I just wanted to spread all over the world. And and I feel like that's what you're doing right now. Also, like, six, seven years later also. So it's just so beautiful to see how this is really expanding, not only in the U.S., but all over the world. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's, you know... I, I was so excited when I go back and think about those old messages when we were communicating. I think, and when you showed me those pictures, I was just like, oh, look at that, right? Like what it, what I envisioned it could be, and I had no idea how to do it. Sometimes I'm still like, how, how am I going to grow this thing, right? But um, now having working with, you know, I have an intern from um, from the Lala group, right? I have an <laughs> intern there, and she's doing amazing work, amazing yeah. work. Yeah. And it's so exciting, right? It's like, this is the next phase of this work, right? The next phase is how to meet people who then introduce you to someone. And then, I mean, I think when you look, when you look at people who have hit amazing success, sometimes it's hard to, to, to know what it feels like when you're like feeling stuck mm-hmm. because, because most of my time I'm feeling stuck. Like I'm feeling mm-hmm. like, is this, I, I, it's working a little bit, but it's not working at how I want it to work. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but looking five years back, you're like, oh, wow, look at that. Look at how that led to that, led to that, led to that. But while it was going through it, I'm like, oh, well, cool. I hope uh, hope he he returns the cards. You know, I hope he shares the mask, right? And so thank you, man. Thank you. And for the work you continue to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I I appreciate that. And and I think... I think going back to just like the heart center piece at the beginning, because there might be something there or maybe not for us to explore also, but um, I think there's something in you also of being, a, at least on my perception, like a very heart centered man that keeps just like following that thread, like to do your own work. And every time that I'm in space with you, it's almost like, I think I've been in spaces with you and like you were a part of Lala talking to the students that I was working with that you're like, oh, I didn't prepare anything because I kind of learned that, you know, I just want to, you know, drop into my heart and feel into the, fall into the moment and just see what comes up, like with the group that is here right now. And I think there's something that, that touches people, you know, to follow that, 
part of themselves also. And I think no wonder the work that you're doing is just reverberating so many other people's hearts also. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm, thank you for that. I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that actually for sure. Yeah. Cause I think that that part is a, a thing that's been spinning around in my mind. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to make a mask and um, yeah. the, the way we would do it is uh, uh, folks, if you want to make a mask out there, Marcelo and I are going to share our mask publicly but you can do yours anonymously. You can go to millionmask.org and make a mask. And maybe you'll find somebody in your life to invite them to make a mask, too. And you share it with each other. Um, but for today, uh, Marcelo and I are going to share our masks. So, uh, Marcelo, you already wrote words and you haven't drawn a picture yet. So yeah. so the first step we're going to do is uh, I'm going to have you draw a picture. Draw a mask on your paper somewhere. And uh, I'm going to get my words written. So there's, uh, there's three steps to this process. There's a picture. And then there's six words, three words on the front, the things you gladly let the world see, and then three words on the back, the things you often don't let people see. So uh, I'm going to get my three words on the front here. Um, And I think I just found the word that I was going to. Okay. Ready? Yeah, so ready. Okay. All right. Well, I think what we're gonna do is uh, uh, you get to decide who goes first. Either okay. you want to go first, or you want me to go first. Um, however, you okay. decide, and then we'll just kind of alternate sharing. You share the front, and I'll share front, and then back back. Perfect. Um, you can go first if you don't okay. mind. Yeah. Right on. So uh, I'm gonna show the picture. This is what I drew. This is the mask I drew today. Uh-huh. <laughs> And these are the words I wrote for the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I came from today, your, your, your words today, heart-centered, hardworking, and serious. Mm-hmm. Heart-centered, hardworking, and serious. Um, and these are the ones that came out that really stand out to me right now in this moment because mm-hmm. uh, right before this, you know, this call, I had a meeting with the, with my team and and there were some things that were happening that, I had thought I was clear about, you know, and and I wasn't so clear about what my expectation was. And we're still kind of in a place of no one has an answer and I'm getting nervous and I'm feeling it's connected to the back. Right. Because it's seriousness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like and I'm realizing like, OK, I think maybe I'm feeling a little animated right now, like in this conversation. Slow down. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I feel myself getting worked up a little and I'm like. Right, <laughs> and it's for my own protection, and it's for my own well-being, and it's for me not letting all that pressure, energy, force out with words. Right, I need to like be in control, be really mindful and thoughtful of the words I'm using. Right, like deep down, I want to just, I want to like, I want to yell, uh-huh. like not yell at someone. I just want to yell because I'm frustrated and irritated, but that doesn't help anybody. And that's my old immature self who would just start, who would yell, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what I saw growing up is effective, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't going to help. And so I had to be just like, just with a series of like heart, like, okay, here's what my concerns are. Here's what I'm worried about. Here's what I'm afraid about. Right. Like really owning the feeling. Right. Cause I was going to go, I almost was going into like, I'm frustrated about this thing, but not only where it's coming from, it's coming from a place of fear and a place of like mm-hmm. worry and a place of like, so anyway, um, 
that's what's really present right now because literally yeah. it, ju- it just it just happened right and so yeah. um but being really heart-centered hard-working and serious yeah. that's, that's i appreciate that and i think it's just a comment what you said also i think there's something about just like that movement that you did while you were in the meeting about just taking a breath that it seems so simple but it's so useful and when you mention in your life and i was doing that for me you know I think yes, and you're doing that for the others also, you know, because that breath allowed you to just show up in a different way for the people around you. And that's something that, like, I don't, like, I, I've learned this type of technique. It's a tool, like, it's a tool that you have that you can use at any time. And I've, like, I've, I, I teach some meditation with the group of students that I work with. And over and over again, like, some of them just come to me and they're like, Marcelo, it took three breaths, you know, before responding to my mom or three breaths before actually going to the task that I was so scared about. And that really helped me center myself. So um, I just love that you're just sharing that because it's like, I, I think we also need tools, you know, in the world for how to understand how to navigate these challenging emotions that come up constantly to ourselves. So yeah. thank you for just uh, sharing that. Mm, thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should I share my, my, my front of the mask? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so this is the mask that I drew. Hold on. If you can see it. Yeah, so <laughs> nice. that's the mask. And, nice. then, and then what I wrote was just a, a loving man, truth, and passion. Mm. I think those were the, the things that come up for me. Um, and I, I, when, I, when I was actually doing the exercise, though, I was, I think love is something that is very centered to my life. And, and I decided, when I was writing down, I, 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 instead of writing just love, I wrote out loving man. And, and there was a reason behind that because it's almost like those two words, they don't come together usually. And I was like, I want to... I want to I want to live in a world where these worlds are always together, you know, mm-hmm. and that they become like friends with each other in a sense. So it came kind of naturally, but when I think about it, it's something that it's very important to me. And um, yeah, so those are those are the words. And the the truth of the truth that I wrote down, I think that's something that I even share in my introduction. I think I I've been just seeking truth in life more and more and. I think for such a long time also, I felt like my truth wasn't accepted, like in spaces or whenever you even try to speak truth that was denied in a sense. And for me, it has been like a, a liberation of really being able to just like live in truth and honesty of what really matters to me and my own feelings and internal life. And then the last one is just passion. Um, and I was actually listening to one of your podcasts uh, and and I think you wrote down passion at some point and I was like, I resonate with that so deeply um, just because of the love that I have for my work and for the world as well. Um, and I often just see that passion just like coming out to the world like very often. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that, man. Yeah, of course. I really, and I, and I see that in you. I saw that in you from that first time you sent a message to me and mm-hmm. you were like excited. And uh, I think you were, if I remember right, I don't remember all the details because it was a while back. Mm-hmm. I think what I remember is that you were, I think you were shocked that I had answered or I had replied. 
Yeah. And I think that, um, and I was like, yeah, that's it's my number. It's my number. It's my that's my email. Right? Like, it's I'm, who else is going to reply? I don't have anybody else here. That's like, you know. And I think sometimes from the outside, it looks maybe like different. Like, there's this whole. There was it's just me and my phone and my computer, right? Just trying to trying to make some change. And so I, I saw that passion and you being passionate for those young men to like to do whatever it took to try and keep learning yourself, right? I think sometimes people get to the place where they've already learned everything I need to learn and I'll just do it myself and to like be seeking for more and for seeking for, I mean, that that's, I think that is really, it, it shows. And so I just appreciate you for that, man. Yeah, totally. And thank you for reminding about that moment also because um, I remember that like in sending the message, I remember I sent even through Facebook and I've never shared that with you, but that, that's a story that I, in every camp that I facilitate in program, I facilitate with the students at Lala. Uh, I constantly share that story because we talk so much about um, every time that you feel moved by someone in the world, yeah. just like reach out to them. Like just reach out. There's no reason why not to. And especially if you're young, you know, like people will, be, will feel so glad that you appreciate their work. And I think in that moment, I wasn't even working with Lala at the moment. I was doing work with yeah. young men. And, and I think your response for me was just like, a, was like a, a, an affirmation of like, yeah, you're in the right path, you know, because this like Ashanti that is here in the documentary, that seems like someone is unreachable. Like it's here, like you're, go, you're going to be in a Zoom call with him, you know, and right now we're here like talking. So it's so crazy how like the, like feeling moved, like acting by what really moves you in the world can open up like doors to yourself that you have no idea where he can lead you. So, yeah. Mm. I heard um, somebody say a word yesterday or two days ago, I'm trying to think if I can come back to it. So th- uh, I want to say it was like, uh, oh, it's coming. Not convergence. Is it com- not convergence? It's convergence? Is it convergence? Oh, it's going to come back to me. But it's like the idea is that when you feel like this is what I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's connected to me in my soul, in my heart, in my head. Like all the pieces are like feeling like I'm in alignment with what I should be doing. Right. It's like mm-hmm. that. It's like really like a clarity. Right. Yeah. And things may not it may not be a, sw- a straight line to the thing you ultimately right. want, but it's all the time like a, a big swirl of yarn that pops out the other side. And people, when they look at it, they're like, oh, you got from there to there. They missed the fact that you went through the, the Tumblr cycle, yeah. uh, you know, in, in life to to get to that other end. And when they draw a straight line from the beginning to the end, then it's like, oh, that was no problem. When, mm-hmm. Well, hmm, I don't want you to don't don't just read the bio because the bio yeah. is only a highlight reel. Right. Exactly. The bio is, oh, he did this and he did that. and He did that. And you're like. Man, I can never do that, right? And I think realizing that uh, that's why when people read my bio, I always try and say, "Well, let me just tell you what happened this morning," because uh, mm-hmm. I need you to know that <laughs> that I don't live in the bio world. I live in the real world where things are happening all the time, right? That yeah. are not highlights. The yeah. highlights—that's the highlight reel. And let me tell you about what happened behind the scenes, right? Because yeah. I think I want people to know that it can often feel unreachable when you only. Exactly. Hear the highlights, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And and I okay. think 
I, I, even before moving forward, like I think there's something about like not only seeing the highlights, but also because like, it's, it's not a straight line, you know, like it is like kind of up and down. And I think we actually, at least in my own experience of life, like you really prove yourself, like you really prove your leadership and like the human being that you really are in the most challenging moments that not necessarily people really talk about or they see in the bio. You know? <laughs> and those might be the most impressive times that you might have had in your life when you're like, you're so insecure to say something and you decide to do it anyways. You're so fearful about like a conversation or a meeting or like talking to a donor and you did it anyways. And I think uh, we, need, we definitely need to talk more about those things. And I even think like what you're doing with the podcast is kind of bad, you know, like it's just, well, let's just chat man to man and see what's up like in your life right now it's a conversation and i and i love that i think that reveals so much about who we really are in the end of the day yeah i like that now i wonder if as you think about that like i think if i was to like recreate my 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 resume like it would look like it would look like a if I could try and draw it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and sketch it out. I was like, it'll be this and then it'll be like all of this. And then it'll be like today. Right. It'll be like, it'd be like, okay, here's where it started. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was born. And then that's all that stuff. And that's a highlight over there. It's a highlight over there, a highlight yeah. over there, yeah. a bunch of other mess. And then here's today. Right. Like yeah. kind of like this, <laughs> this journey of like, oh yeah, there's a whole lot of mess inside that bio, that, that resume you looking at, but there's, but but, I, but I, there's some highlights in there, right? I can pull out the highlights of the, the chaotic mess that have got me to today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think maybe, I'm gonna... yeah. No, I love that. And even maybe today you might be in that mess, you know, because <laughs> it's not an end point. You know, like you might be in the middle of another mess that is going on. <laughs> Yeah. Without a doubt, without yeah. without, it, there's no, there's definitely. I just had one right before the call. Like I had one <laughs> at a, <laughs> like in the spin cycle. And then you just what we do, we, we get good at putting those masks on. We put on the smile, yeah. and we just like, okay, everything's fine, right? And I think yeah. how often does that part cause us, definitely men and young men and boys, to like not deal with the things we need to deal with because exactly. we've been told that we always have to keep it good everything's good i'm fine everything's okay i'm happy i'm athletic i'm smart i'm strong i got money i got girls i got cars i got things yeah but if i don't have a place of connecting to my heart i think it's um really powerful um man we okay look okay so i'm gonna tell you one more thing because there was this post that i saw this morning which i found myself really engaged with uh there was a picture of a man in the water with a shark Uh and the post said uh Sharing your feelings is like putting blood in the water with a shark, hmm. right? And this po- this 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 cha- this channel was supposed to be like a motivational channel, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it says, "I sent." I <laughs> the, the the tagline is, "I share motivational messages so people can have lead their best life," right? Mm-hmm. And and the idea was that when I read it first, I'm like what the what in the ridiculous nonsense madness is this right and then when i realized i'm like why am i feeling that way about this post and i was like well and what deep down is because that's how i was raised Hmm. i was raised that you don't share your feelings because Mm -hmm. it's like chum in the water for sharks like it will Mm -hmm. it will cause you to get eaten alive Mm -hmm. and i realized that because i'm not there anymore when i see it when i hear it it, it disturbs me, right? It's like, 
oh, that's right. I, 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 I bought into that messaging mm-hmm. for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Like this, more of my life, I bought into that messaging than this current philosophy that mm-hmm. I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't willing to evolve my philosophy, then I would probably still be acting like that. I'll still be operating mm-hmm. like. I'm good. I'm cool. I'm fine. I'm not telling nobody nothing. You don't need to know. I'm not having nobody, you know, use it against me, whatever. And I think that I have learned so much on the other side of this that has been um, helpful for me. And yeah. I and I will continue doing it until I don't think it's helpful for for maybe for me or for other people who say that it can be helpful to them, you know. So, yeah. yeah. So thank you for man. That's that's it's 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 been coming up. Right. It's been coming <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and and I think um, the the thing that comes up for me is that uh, like this this is a practice, right? Like it's a practice of constantly refining the way that you can notice your feelings and actually verbalize them. Because even in that moment that you're describing of like noticing that post, you're like, wait, wait a second, like what? Like you you went inside, and you're like, why am I feeling that way? Yeah. And so th- there's there's like a practice that you have been doing that you automatically like you see something happening on the outside and then you're like wait a second why is this generating this weird feeling inside of me and what does that mean you know and then you became less reactive you're just like increasing your uh, awareness and friendship with all the emotions that emerge inside of you and then you can make more sense out of them in- instead of just reacting without even noticing them sometimes that they are actually there so that's right. Uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. We're we're in it. Well, I think I'm gonna ref- I'm gonna shoot the back now, but I, yeah. I, and it's connected to the front because mm-hmm. I think what I talked about being that that frustration that was coming out a little while ago, <laughs> like being really dedicated and passionate and like really like wanting to get stuff done. Uh, it, it it comes at at, at this mm. journey a, a, a deep fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, deep doubt, maybe even sometimes self doubt, but then not being effective is a new mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've ever written this, and I, mm-hmm. I made a post about this the other day because I was thinking about. Uh, my coach asked me. Uh, I told him my head was full of stuff, like I was full. Um, he's my my coach has been on paternity leave, so he's been out for six weeks. So my first talk with him in like over six seven weeks. And I was just like, just stuff is filling up, right? And and he asked me, he said, okay, wait, um, what is your personal effectiveness system? And I'm like, hmm. I, I mean, those words sound interesting together. Um, what What is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What is a personal effectiveness system, right? Like, and he said, well, where do you keep track of all the stuff that you got to get done? And I said, well, I got mm. notebooks. I got my head. I got my text messages. I got about 50 tabs open on this screen right now. <laughs> and he was like, I think you need a more effective personal effectiveness system. Mm. <laughs> and that for me, when he started describing what one, what, what it is, I realized, oh, you know what? I had one when I was in engineering, when I was an engineer mm. building these big buildings, I had to keep track of, the electricity and the, the mechanical and the painting and the drywall and the ceiling. I had to keep track of all these things and I couldn't be running around in circles looking for information. Mm-hmm. I had to have it all in one place. Mm-hmm. And when I became an educator, I just kind of got away from it just for the nature of schools and teaching. Mm. But man, I have now over the last, literally the last week, I have like 
really tapped into like re-reminding myself of what I had to do to build big buildings. I'm I'm building different things right now. I'm building, I'm trying to build like, you know, heartfelt people in our community mm-hmm. and people who know how to tap in. Mm-hmm. And I got to the limit of what I could capture in my head, right? I think mm-hmm. what, what I started to feel was my dream is so big right now that I used to be able to just keep stuff in my mind. I could remember stuff, remember names off the bat. And now it's like, why am I not remembering these things, right? Because mm-hmm. there's too many of them to remember mm-hmm. for me personally. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now I'm, I'm, I'm back into a, a system that's starting to work. And it's starting to make my brain feel a lot freer, which is actually an odd mm-hmm. feeling because I'm like, I'm getting all this stuff out of my head. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to come back. I don't have to keep it like locked in here. I can like, man, and I think I mean, literally it's still new. So I'm not, I'm not fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, so I have no, I'm not solved yet. The problem's not solved yet, but the solution is coming. I can feel mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. I feel really thankful. And so that's, that's a new one. That's a, I've never written that word before in the back, but mm-hmm. and I never would have ever said I'm not being effective. I think, I think I'm effective in a lot of ways, but I'm also knowing I, I don't talk much about when I'm not feeling effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I keep that part to myself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm excited to be talking about it because I think I was just carrying it as like, what's wrong with me as opposed to like, I just need a better system. And yeah. that is, re- that's, that's what I'm rewarding. And it's a uh, stress relieving to like, yeah not make me the blame of it, but me of a, of a person of a, a solution that's, uh, that's on the way, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I feel you. What were you going to say? Gonna... No, I'm saying, I'll say I'm complete with that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Of course. I, I can't, I even wrote down cause I think I, I need some of that also. So I'm going to definitely go back to that, to the personal effective system, because as you were speaking about like million tabs open and a bunch of to-do lists, I was like, yeah, this is my life. And I do feel how that is getting a little out of hand. Uh, so I'm definitely going to reflect that back. And, and I was also like, even like uh, reflecting a little bit as you were speaking that, that like the, when you're talking about keeping everything in your head, you know, yeah. like it, it seems something that, I don't know if that maybe like in as you grew, as you were growing up, that was something that was actually you know like seen as something that almost like a trade related to just man, they just you know like you just keep track of everything, everything's in your head, you're in control of everything, like you don't need help, like you don't need like help of like an effective system or like even I think you're going like was a coach that supported you with that like you don't need a coach to support you with that like mm. and and there's something about that I was it was resonating with me about like. Oh yeah, you might need help. You know, there's something in your life that it's it's getting a little out of control, and it's easy for us to just like keep going, keep going, keep hammering in the same place, and just like hitting our heads, hitting our heads, and and we're bleeding, and we keep hitting our head like we don't ask for help. And I think there's something that about being exercised also like how, how can you help me here? Are there tools that you have in your life that you can share with me here so I can be more effective or more loving or whatever you need in your life that you're noticing? You know? Yeah. yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. And and being willing to ask that question to somebody, right? Exactly. Being that willing to be vulnerable and say, how how have you learned to be so effective? Like you imagine people, I mean, the billionaires in the world and the people who have a, run thousand people companies, they only have 24 hours in a day too. Uh-huh. How are they so much more effective with the 24 hours? Yeah. And I'm and I'm starting to rem- and and this just a small reminder is like 
okay like man so yeah i, I think and, and, and asking I don't, I don't think it's a question i don't i would have ever thought to ask a leader if i met a leader like how did you learn to be so effective right like i mm -hmm. mean i think it's a great question i just don't know that that's a mm -hmm. question that i would have at the top of my tongue but mm -hmm. now it's like that's what i'm looking for mm -hmm. as i think about if, if people who i look up to who are doing big things in the world mm -hmm. So anyway, it's 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 beautiful. It's been a beautiful moment of like one week of of yeah. a new revelation, right? That's like, yeah. and I think the idea of like not thinking I needed a coach. I didn't. I never had a coach until I got this one grant that provided me a coach, mm -hmm. and I'm like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> <laughs> where, oh my god, I would have. Yeah. I needed this ten years ago, you know. But yeah. not knowing and not yeah. not knowing what I didn't know is now yeah. being really clear, you know. So yeah, man. Yeah. And I think it's so like I I grew up as an athlete, like playing tennis and always surrounded by coaches, you know. And it's so natural for like in sports in general for you to have a coach who like, you know, has been there before and can help you just refine your game in a sense. But when you think about our personal lives, that's not something that comes natural. You know, to actually have a a personal coach that is supporting you in live a more fulfilling life or a more effective life or whatever you feel like you need in your life. And as you're saying, like, where have, have they been? Because we know the difference that he makes. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and I'll say, well, I'm, I'm going to come back to this part when you talk about the coaches, because I'm going to yeah. come back to the athlete thing. Yeah. I'm going to let you go ahead and show you the back of yours. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, so I wrote down, um, I don't know if you can read here, but I wrote down sadness, melancholy, mm. and then uh, prove myself slash belonging. Uh, yeah, so I think starting with the last one, though, I even add belonging while you're talking because I think part of the constant necessity of just I have to prove myself everywhere, you know, I have to prove myself as an educator, I have to prove myself, even like with the qualities that I wrote down, like of a loving man, like prove myself as a loving man. It's almost like it's, uh, it's ingrained in my brain of like this necessity to keep proving myself all the time. And when I really look deeper in what's behind that necessity, it's just, it's actually just a necessity to feel love, to feel a sense of belonging and acceptance by, by others, you know, that, it feels like it's not, it's not a given. It's something that I need to work for, in a sense, you know. And, and I feel like that it doesn't matter how much I work on that and I reflect about it. I always notice the seeds of it in any spectrum of my life. Um, and I think the sadness and melancholy, am I pronouncing melancholy correctly? Yeah, I, 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 I was going to ask you, yeah, um, yes, yes. Yeah, uh -huh. okay. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think it's a, I think those are, are just like a current moment that I'm living in general. I've just been, yeah, just noticing more days in my life where I just feel sad, you know, like don't feel like motivated to do things, don't feel like a lot of energy flowing in my body to actually, yeah, bring the thing bring to the world the things that I really believe in. And um, yeah, I think it's just something present. Even today, like it's something that in the morning was more alive. And then in some conversations that shifts and right now it's not the present. 
like in my body, but I know as soon as we leave, we might come back. You know, it's almost like a little cloud that it's constantly around me. And, mm. and I can, you know, just notice that it's, it's with me all the time in this moment of life. And I think that that part right there, when you talked about the the cloud, like yeah. I, like in the moments where like something amazing happens, right in our in our work and our goals and our dreams, like something yeah. a, a milestone or it wasn't it wasn't a planned milestone. It's like oh, we got a grant, we got we got connected to this one funder who potentially would support us. It's not a yes yet, but it's a maybe. But the in the maybe, it's exciting, right? Yeah. I think those moments are like these moments that have the little shining of light through the through the clouds, and then exactly. you're back to like, like the that that's what I feel in the in the worry piece, the worry piece, the worry, the behind, the doubt, the doubt, <laughs> the fear, the fear of failure. And um, when you talked about the idea of being an athlete, and the athlete around them are are, are coaches and trainers. Mm-hmm. I heard um, another nonprofit leader last week say to me, she she said. You know, running an organization is like being a high-performance athlete. <laughs> and here's two things that high-performance athletes have. Uh, they have uh, a lot of trainers and coaches, <laughs> and they have a lot of rest. <laughs> because they know that the only way they can be at their peak when they need to be is to be well-rested and well-coached and trained. <laughs> and oftentimes, as leaders of organizations, especially of nonprofit organizations, you almost expect it to like have already figured it out somehow. Like you've, mm-hmm. you're supposed to like keep working, work harder, work harder, work harder. Okay. There's a, a mindset of like ex- the exhausted executive yeah. director or executive of a nonprofit. Yeah. It's almost like if somebody told you like, Oh man, you know what? I feel so well rested. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm on vacation. Right. <laughs> You'd be like, do you do you work like you know like we, we don't expect somebody in this in the service work to feel right. rested right. unfortunately I mean, and this is the light of people i talk to not everybody believes that but what i have believed in the past and i'm okay. like what would it be like to be like man i slept eight hours last night mm-hmm. i slept one third of my day away mm-hmm. as opposed to this idea that i have to work until midnight and then wake up at 5 a.m and then go to the next day like almost an idea of like unsustainable type of of work yeah. in the service of people who need the most need uh, most of our energy yeah right and i think yeah. that that is something that i have been uh something that came up to me when you were talking about the yeah. back about that cloud and i think trying to find that the light and the, the the bright on the other side of that cloud like you know if you ever got on a plane and you flew and you saw cloudy and then you kind of flew through the clouds and when you popped yeah. out, you're like, what the heck? Where'd the blue sky come from? Yeah. Well, it was already there. It was just, you just couldn't see it at the moment, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's like, oh, the sky is always blue? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. But it's easy to be like, no, it's not. It's actually, yeah. it's cloudy today. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, but there's, 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 there's blue on the other side of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there the are two things I want to comment there, Shanti. Like the, the first one in relation to the cloud, I think it's exactly that. Like even though at moments when it feels like the cloud is there, like a dark cloud, there is a sun after it, like behind it, you know. And sometimes you just get so stuck like in that cloud that you won't, like you won't leave. Like when you're in a sad moment or in a moment of suffering or pain, it feels like it's never ending. And I think the the work that you're trying to do, that I'm trying to do in 
developing more awareness of those emotions is also to understand the uh, transitory nature that they have also, you know. Yeah, the cloud is here, but it will pass. You know, like you will pass and you don't have, you can learn from it, but you don't have to be, you know, to get caught into it in the chaos of it at times, knowing that the sun is there outside of it. Um, and that for me, like in my own process, was a huge realization, you know, that, yeah, it's transitory. Let's notice, let's welcome it, these feelings. Let's see what they have to teach us or to, you know, the signal that they have for our lives and also know that they will pass so you don't have to react to it. Um, and then the athlete thing, I think what you're saying, it's, I have never thought about that though, but it makes so much sense because... Um, like elite athletes, they sleep so like Roger Federer, for example, I think I read an interview with him that he's like, he sleeps like 10 hours a day. Like he retired right now, the tennis player, like number one in the world. And, yeah. and it's crazy like to think about that for like someone that, you know, like an executive or a leader in a nonprofit. And, and I think it, 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 it and, and the other thing that why you're saying is that like, usually these athletes, they have a team for them. Like, and this is the, the question that I get so much from my, from actually my students. And they're like, who's taking care of you? Like, you're taking care of so many people. Like, you're just like pouring your heart into the work. And it's very emotional work, you know, and, and draining at times. And then they're like, who's taking care of you? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay. And, mm. and I think that's when they reflect back at me the things that I need to work on myself also, you know. And having a coach, having a therapist, you know, having someone that is helping you with your health, with your well-being, like that's so important. And and we are elite athletes in the work that we're trying to do in the world. And we need that type of of support. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. When the when the mentor becomes the mentored, right? Exactly. That's what happens, right? When they exactly. reflect back on you and they say to you what you've been saying to them. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, yeah. okay. I'll, I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that. I'll take that. Yeah. I had a I had a good friend of mine that used to say, we used to do work together with the youth also. And uh, he used to say that usually what you're telling others is what you need to hear the most. And and you really hear that when they reflect that back at you, like really telling you. And, yeah, oh, there, there's no escape there. Oh, that's so real. There's one young man in my in our work right now who's uh, running a club uh-huh. and he's uh he he has some shyness. And he, he, like, he would avoid some of the things that are like really important tasks. And, and as I, as I, as I find myself trying to support him and encourage him, I'm like in the moment, like you are saying, this is what you need to be saying to yourself right now. Right. Like any other day I told him, I said, you know, um, and I just had to really be clear with him. I said, you know, I want you to know that I'm not the best at this part. But I'm, but I, but I'm, this is what I'm seeing in this situation, right? Like the avoiding of the hard phone call, the avoiding of having to have that conversation with a, a team member who needs to be talked to about something, but I'd rather not have hard phone calls, right? I'd rather mm-hmm. just have the fun phone calls, right? And yeah. the, the thank you calls to donors. And I don't want to have a corrective conversation with a team member who needs to step up in some way, right? I, and I'm realizing when I'm, when I'm talking to him and being him being frustrated and down on himself. And I'm like, Hey, you're, you're, you're growing as a leader. He was like, I'm I'm a bad leader. And I'm like, okay, well slow down there. I mean, you can accept the truth and also know that you're working hard and getting better. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and knowing that 
I sometimes need, I want to hear that said to me. Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. I don't always feel like a good leader. I don't always feel like I'm doing the job, the best job that I would want to be doing. I'm doing the best that I can. But sometimes I just you just want to know that you're that somebody sees it and they feel it, right? And I think that is so when I hear it in him as a 15-year-old who is like trying to just lead a little club that he's starting in his school, and I say these words to him, it's almost like, oh, I should record this conversation for myself and play it back with a different voice, right? So it's like I'm playing it back in somebody else's words, right? But it's what I need to hear to myself sometimes. And I I agree with you. I I thank you for saying that because I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I, I resonate so much with that. We just, I think we all need a little bit of appreciation all the time, you know, yeah. and just recognition that, like, you're doing good. Hey, Ashit, you're doing good job, man. Yeah. You know, like, I'm proud of you. And and those things are sometimes the, the thing, like, when I write down, like, I'm, I'm trying to prove myself. I'm trying to prove myself for that, like, as soon as you say that, then it's like that part of me that is trying to prove myself, it relaxes a little bit. That is like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing my work here. I'm feeling more accepted right now. I'm feeling more seen. I think like in the work that I do with, with youth, we talk so much about like the power of simply being seen for who you really are and, and, and telling someone, appreciating someone for something that they did that you feel like was important and invites them to do that again. And you, you it increases their sense of self-esteem and trusting themselves also. So um, mm. it's really beautiful to hear that. Man, man, Marcelo, I want to tell you, um, I see you mm-hmm. and I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to let me tell you that. Oh, that's beautiful. I yeah. see you brother. And I'm proud of you. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's real. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm so glad to be working with one of your youngsters this year, uh, uh, Andrea. Uh, man, I want you to know Andrea is doing some amazing, amazing mm. work. Mm. And so I just... Uh, the work that you've done in this organization to inspire mm-hmm. young people. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you and uh, thank you for the work you're going to continue doing to inspire young people mm-hmm. and, uh, and their work, his work is going to change the world. So uh, keep an eye out today. I'm going to post a video of, of, of um, a young man. He interviewed a young man in Brazil oh, and, nice. and uh, we're going to post it today. It's a million mask movement. Like our first piece of like, on the street interviewing and look yeah. he's done the interview before i even have so yeah. he's already he's already like challenging me <laughs> oh. like so i'm super excited so thank you thank you yeah. for the work and uh and you know i i i feel i feel complete is there anything more you want to say here i man yeah I mean, we we could talk forever but i yeah. but i think in this conversation i feel really appreciated and mm. i feel i i feel uh, I appreciate you being willing to share those words mm-hmm. of encouragement for everyone listening because there's somebody out there who doesn't have a person to talk about this stuff with, right? Yeah. And so is there anything else that you want to say right now, brother? Um, I think I feel complete also, Shanti. Just, I feel very relaxed. 
in the conversation and and I want you to know also that I, I deeply see you I'm proud of you and uh, I love you very deeply like it's a it's a pleasure huge pleasure to be here but more than anything just to have you as a friend yeah. man I love you too brother I appreciate you Yes. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm telling you, like I, I tell the story, that story when you, so the story you said you tell, <laughs> I tell the story of, of you calling and then meeting and then doing the workshop and then the first podcast, Breno. Like I just, it's like amazing as you look back and, and so I, um, and I'm still trying to learn Portuguese. I mean, I should, if I had been doing more homework, I would have, I should have learned Portuguese in these last six years, <laughs> but. But I, I have not done my homework, so yeah. I want to. I can say obrigado, and I can say oh, thank you, brother. Yeah. And I and I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna get better. So, yeah. man. please know that you're you're always welcome here in Brazil anytime that you want to come. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah. I, I want to come when I can like lead, but I, you know I think that's the also overthinking, right? I have to come when I can lead a workshop myself. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I need to empower some young folks in brazil to lead workshops and i just come as a person who waves at the audience and says obrigado right i don't need to say much more than that like the goal is to inspire others to do the work in their community so i think that's my part of like not overthinking it either not having to do it all so um i'm looking forward to that next piece too so i'm looking forward to getting back to brazil i will be back soon yeah i know you uh beautiful friend Right on. Well, is there anything, is there, like, um, for any young person out there who is, want to look at the or, organization that you're with, yeah. is there anything you want, information you want to share with folks? Yeah. Um, and then, or some of the work that you're working on um, of course. before we close? Yeah. yeah. Of course. So we were talking about LALA, um, and this is just the acronym for Latin American Leadership Academy. So I work for this nonprofit in Latin America for, we've been up for five years now, and we're just trying to do work with youth leaders in Latin America between 14 to 20 years old. Um, so I think, yeah, if you want to know more about our work, just go to our website and reach out to us. We just uh, have been devoted to this work for five years and there's so much more to do. Um, yeah. And if you want to connect amazing. at any point, just reach out to me because I love talking to youth, especially, but any human connection, that's where I thrive. Yeah, and if you're a if you fund work out in Latin America, please like go yeah. to their website. We'll put it in the show notes. If you are a developer who is helping working in Latin America, please uh, reach out to Lala. Uh, I'm so thankful to have had a, a part in working with some of their young people, and I have an intern from them right now, which is yeah. definitely helping ever forward in such a big way. So, brother Marcelo, again, a pleasure to see you. Yeah, Thank you, brother. Take and, care. Um, and folks, listen, Marcelo and I shared our mask here publicly, and mm-hmm. it, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go out and publicize a podcast to share your mask, but you can do it anonymously at millionmask.org. Uh, we invite you to tell someone about it. If this episode has inspired you, please share it with someone. If you know someone in Latin America who you want to hear these words, uh, please share it with them as well. And uh, we hope that this movement will continue to grow, and we look forward to seeing you all again soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Graphics are by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Choque Allen Alvarez. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone. And 
begin the work to the next hundred. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask family. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, write a five-star review, and share. As we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care. We'll see you soon.